0: my name is angela and my name is nicole and welcome to the ominous stitch podcast Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome. We are so excited. We have a pretty epic week for you guys this week.
1: Oh my gosh. We may have a two parter (gasps) today. Our
0: first two parter. Yes. Oh my. So, Nicole. Yes. What has you in stitches this week?
1: All right. Disclaimer we have first world problems this week of stitches. (laughs) Okay. So, I go to find a car wash. Okay.
0: Okay. At the car wash, yeah, How very seventies. Yeah, <laughs> yes,
1: that's our theme this week, everybody. Seventies week. So I go to find a car wash. I I try to find one that I usually go to, and it's crowded. Like the gas station's crazy. I can't get into the car wash. Okay, okay, I'm gonna go to the next one. I know where it is. Okay. I go to the next one, and I totally miss the turn. I'm like, okay. <laughs> i'll just keep going to this the next one and, and by this time i've got my little one with me because he's still recovering from the flu so he's with me he passes out in the car
0: <laughs> oh, and poor buddy I, yes
1: and i go to the third car wash i was like great i got one okay and there's like nobody there
0: oh awesome yeah
1: you think that would be awesome right no <laughs> i think this was a ominous for boating anyway okay so i get into the car wash and i'm waiting for just one person and he goes through and he stops in front of me like out of the car wash And i'm like okay that's weird but okay. whatever that's fine he's, he's out of the car wash so i go in this car wash is one of those that like touches your car and my my windows pull in like it pushes it in, so it's it's like intense. Oh, oh. like my it's side like windows eating up your
0: car. Yes, okay. yeah, it
1: is intense. But then I was like, okay, I need that though. I need that touch. cap. Okay. as soon as it starts to to dry my car, mm-hmm. I see soap just <gasps> flying everywhere. <laughs> what? It went into the hood, like the hood area. <gasps> so it didn't rinse well.
0: Oh. The rinse like
1: was like this drippy drizzle, oh okay? My so I have soap flying everywhere, uh-huh. and it's vacuum. <laughs> like, oh my God, what do I do? So I keep going, like, maybe I'll go slow through it, and it just keeps soap, it's flying everywhere. Oh my god. And I get through, and there's soap all over my car.
0: Oh no.
1: Yeah, so I stop, just like that guy did, probably uh-huh. the same situation. And I look, and it totally took off my front license plate, too. That's
0: why it's in the... Okay. When she pulled in this morning, we were just getting home, too, from running some errands. So, Nicole, we record at my house. And when Nicole was pulling in, I noticed that her license plate you saw that. was in her dashboard. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, OK, it's a choice. Yes. <laughs> right.
1: Well, in California, and I looked this up, California it is required to have a front license plate.
0: Oh. I didn't
1: know that before we were like messing with it because when I bought the car, the license plate was kind of hanging off. So uh-huh. it was it was janky already. So oh, okay. I had to replace it. It totally took it off. Oh. And I'm so <laughs> mad. And if I didn't stop my car and get out, I wouldn't have seen the license plate in the car wash. Oh. Yeah.
0: So that's that's a good thing. It was thing. a good, kind of.
1: It was good it's, and bad. It's a
0: good thing that there was so much soap flying oh in the car wash. And was my, so yeah, bad. and my mirrors were all know why up. there was no line. Yes, okay. exactly.
1: So I pull in and I like... The car's running. My, thankfully, my car is one where I can lock it with the car running. And
0: your your little one. My is little still one's the car. still sleeping. He yes. slept the
1: whole way. I, I was like, "Hey," to the cashier. I was like, "You can see out the window. There is soap all over my car. Can I run my car through the car wash again? I have to call my manager. I'm, okay." <laughs> So she calls the manager. At the same time, she's trying to help customers, too. So it's like, I'm just standing there. It's weird uh-huh. and awkward. And and obviously, the manager can see the videos of the car wash because they right. ask what car it is. So yes. she's on the phone. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And she's like, OK, uh-huh, uh-huh. Towel? Oh, OK. Towel you, it off? You're going to towel off the soap? Yes. So she <gasps> says, you cannot go through again because it's basically soaping it up again. We cannot let you go through. But we can offer you a towel.
0: Oh my gosh. What is that? Hold on, here's a reference. Have an A1 day. <laughs>
1: That's how it felt. So then I'm so fresh, I'm like, fine, whatever. I've been standing there for like 10 minutes while she's talking to her, her manager, Try to look through the video. Uh-huh. Right? So I was like, give me the towel. So uh. I go out, I have my water bottle. And, oh, Nicole. And I'm pouring water, because at this point it's so hot outside too, yes. that the soap dried already. Oh my god! So there's like, my card so looks terrible. soapy droplets yes. everywhere. You can even see it. If you go outside, you can look at my car, it's okay. gross. So I tried using my water bottle oh, with the towel, no. wiping my card hard that's done. not going
0: to do anything no. there's so little water yes. compared to how much you need to have on the yes
1: car. it was terrible angela so that's my first world <laughs> stitch i i was like i gave her the towel back i almost just drove off with it i should have i was like thanks for the great customer service oh, right no. so i gave her the towel back and i was like okay i just paid for the stupid car wash it and, and didn't and do your it. car
0: is worse off and than it's it was. worse
1: Oh, no. So there's my stitches for the week. I think I'll just take it in. Oh, and here's the kicker. I don't yeah. have a hose at my house. Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah.
1: We live in we a don't. complex where some houses have hoses outside and some don't. I can't just go home and rinse my car off with the hose. I would have right. had to take buckets out of my house to do this. <laughs> oh, my <gosh. laughs> next time
0: that happens come here we have I know, hoses. right I can hose you down yeah we I can hose you down but I think we'll today. have to do that today yeah. thank
1: you but Oh my god. that's my stitches
0: oh the guy across the street does the detail I know yeah. I, sh- I was
1: thinking about doing that this week maybe next week or yeah. whenever but yeah. anyway we'll I'm a
0: call hey neighbor across the street come detail <laughs> come, come help me come with detail my the She-Hulk.
1: yes <laughs> yes my car is is nicknamed the she-hulk because it's green and it's big and it's amazing so
0: <laughs> So the moral of the story for oh, you: Yes, if the car wash looks empty, there's yes. a reason. There, there is a
1: probably <laughs> good chance it's going to be really shitty, <laughs> <laughs> and it may take your car apart. So, oh
0: no. Yes. Okay. Well, mine isn't that bad. Mine okay. is okay. Again, it's a first world problem. But but you know. We have problems. (laughs) It's so dumb. We are in the middle of a kitchen remodel. Remodel. yay! Which is an exciting thing. But it looks so cool so far. Yes, it's going to look wonderful when it is done. It's kind of a race to get all the painting because we're doing some of the remodel ourselves and then we're having a crew come and install new countertops and a new backsplash. But we're painting, our cabinets are painted. They were painted when we bought the house. And so we continued that tradition because I have no idea how many layers of paint are underneath that. And oh my gosh, what! Is the wood quality underneath the underneath the paint? So we we keep the paint going. Mm-hmm. So my husband and I are doing the painting, and we're trying to get it done before the crew comes to do the backsplash and the countertops. So we're racing against time here, which I will be fine. We can do that. You but got it. In the meantime, I'm looking at my kitchen. There's stuff everywhere. <laughs> There's paint everywhere. There, it's just. For visually, oh, it feels mess.
1: feels so so cluttered that it makes your brain cluttered, huh?
0: Yeah, it hurts my head. I can get that. But, you know, it, it's part of the process. Yes. And it's fine. And you I know where it's it, going. And, and, and it's all good. But I work from home. So luckily, my kitchen is kind of tucked away. You can't see it from where I teach, mm-hmm. but I can see it. because you know it's I, there. I know it's there. Mm-hmm. And from where I sit when I'm teaching, I'm like, if one of my students just decides to... Pop their head poke, in. Yeah, poke their head around the corner, they're going to be like, <laughs> what is going on in there? <laughs> but no, it'll, it'll be will it'll, it'll all be done hopefully by next week, and it'll be beautiful sometimes so you I'm need a little excited for that bit.
1: chaos before the calm right the calm yes. before the storm the, the or storm before the calm before <laughs> <laughs> did that backwards the
0: chaos before the, the chaos calm. before the calm yeah so there. anyway yeah but it's it's I'm excited for when it's done it's looking great yeah but I like the
1: colors that you're choosing thank
0: you yeah. I do too in the meantime if any of you guys have gone through a remodeling project again first world issue mm-hmm. but you know what that's like when you just have it's not Put together the way you want it to be and it's fine it will get there and I'm excited for that but. yes that's what has me a stitches this week. it's going to be great. Because I'm talking to Nicole right now, staring into my kitchen. <laughs>
1: she just can't stop looking. It's funny. I get the same way, though, in my house. Even if things start to look a little bit chaotic, I can't, my brain just can't wrap around it. And I have to, I have to clean it before I can do anything. Right? Because
0: mm-hmm. your brain just gets stuck. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm You're in still that stuck. way right now. I'm stuck. And you and have I... a
1: week until it yeah. can become unstuck. Oh, don't,
0: don't tell me I have a week. Because that makes me go, okay, <laughs> oh, well, no, we still oh, have no! to paint the bottom cabinet and the rest of the doors and it'll be, it'll be fine. fine we have time to get it done you and we will this. get it done but yeah that's what has me in stitches I'm done staring into my kitchen stop now. staring at the kitchen are we ready to get stitching yes let's get stitching okay stitchers so this week I thought it would be fun since our theme is focused around the 1970s with our story time today with Miss Nicole. And movie and movie that's right Mm -hmm. I thought it would be fun to visit an old favorite pattern of the 70s or at least it feels like it's a 70s pattern to me I'm sure it was it looks popular before then cool we're doing chevron I'm so excited this is a really pretty one Uh, I I decided to turn this chevron into a rainbow so that my daughter can hang it on her wall so because she loves rainbows and colors and you know so I thought this would be a really fun little I like rainbows a little and color. Hanging. Yes, you do. I, <laughs> I wear black
1: do. every day, but I love colors. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's very true. But look, black goes with all of the exactly. colors. Exactly. So it's just the meld yeah, of everything. That's why. There you that's go. That's why. Okay. We're doing a pretty nice, gentle, wavy chevron. There are lots of different ways to do chevrons, but the main important thing is that. You have a set pattern. Oh, she has chevrons on her shoes. That's hey, cute. Hey, I match our theme today. Did you today? do that on purpose? No.
1: I just <laughs> bought these shoes.
0: They're super cute. Sorry,
1: I had to interrupt real quick. I bought these cool shoes that because it was on Amazon. They look exactly like Rothy's.
0: Uh-huh. But they're but like a third the of the price. price. Nice.
1: <laughs> so I got these black ones and they've got... A chevron pattern on yes, they it, and do. it's they're really super cool. Super cute.
0: Okay, so the idea behind a chevron is that you're going to increase and decrease at specific intervals.
1: I just learned that D E C. Yes. When they're doing symbols, is decrease. Good, Nicole, like, yay, and Nicole, I know how to do a decrease. I'm guys. So excited!
0: she's picked up another term another yep. piece of terminology crochet for crochet so the chevron that we're working with again is a nice gentle rolling chevron it's more kind of like a ripple chevron pattern so i got this from a book called the new crochet stitch dictionary by nelly brass and eveline hetty burkhart and i'm sorry if i'm saying your name wrong but it looks like it's Eveline or Eveline? Eveline. Eveline? Eveline. Eveline? Could be Eveline.
1: I don't know though, I'm sorry. Brass, I like that. Brass,
0: yes. The New Crochet Stitch Dictionary. And I picked this up off of Amazon and it's really cool. It's filled with how many? 440 patterns. So if you want to learn a whole bunch of patterns or have a reference source for a whole bunch of crochet patterns, this is a great little dictionary. And it really is a dictionary. You kind of have to understand how to read charts. Mm
1: -hmm. I was just going to say I see it from here the chart the pictures it's kind of neat how they did that.
0: Yeah so you you have to understand how to read charts to be able to do this but it's a really cool little reference book and I love it. So this is called the double crochet chevron so we're going to be doing just double crochets. that's all it is really crochets and we're going to increase and decrease at certain intervals wow okay i could do that so the pattern repeat is 12. so you're going to do 12 chains okay multiples of 12. so Right now I think I have three patterns going on. So three times twelve is thirty six. Thirty six good math math skills. So you're going to chain thirty-six or whatever multiple of twelve you want to do. And then you're going to add three chains at the end. And that is going to be your first double crochet. Add three Three, chains. Add three chains at the end. Okay. Okay. So you're going to so for me I chained thirty-nine. Okay. And then I went back to the fourth chain from the hook. So that gives me my three chains. Mm. And then I double crocheted into that fourth chain off the hook. Mm -hmm. And then I double crocheted, let's see, one, two, three more double crochets. Let me say that again. So you double crochet into the fourth chain off the hook. Mm -hmm. The chain three and that double crochet are going to be a stitch increase. Think about it being an increase. So it's really two crochets into that first stitch got it okay then you're going to crochet three more double crochets then you do a decrease okay in stitches five and six. six oh interesting so you're going to do a double crochet decrease which means you yarn over mm-hmm. enter stitch number five mm-hmm. pull up a loop mm-hmm. yarn over pull through two loops oh
1: gosh okay
0: Then you're going to yarn over, Mm -hmm. and instead of finishing that double crochet, you're going to insert your hook into chain six, Ah. and then you're going to pull up a loop, Mm -hmm. yarn over, pull through two loops, yarn over, pull through all three loops on your hook. Oh my gosh. So that's how you decrease. Right. Decrease is taking two stitches from the previous row and turning it into one. Got it on the row that you're working on. Increase, you put two stitches in the same stitch from the row below. So that's giving you two stitches. So we're always working with the same number of stitches, Mm -hmm. but sometimes we're decreasing and sometimes we're increasing. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. It'll make sense as you go. And as you get the pattern down, it goes. You're going to work six to a decrease and Mm -hmm. then work six to an increase. You'll see this on our YouTube page too. This will be on the YouTube page. So let me say that again, after you work that decrease in chains five and six, you're going to do another decrease in chains seven and eight. Decrease in seven and eight? Yes. Okay. Another decrease in seven and eight. So that means you're going to yarn over, pull through a loop in chain seven, mm-hmm. yarn over, pull through two loops, yarn over, and then go through chain eight, mm-hmm. pull up a loop, yarn over, pull through two loops, yarn over, pull through all three loops oh
1: my gosh okay. okay I have to watch this in action yes you will watch this in action okay. so
0: that's seven and eight then you're going to do double crochets in the next three so double crochet in nine double crochet in ten double crochet in 11 then in stitch 12 you're going to do an increase Ooh. so that means you're going to double crochet in stitch 12 once double crochet and stitch 12 and twice. That, so
1: two times. Two times. Okay.
0: That's the pattern repeat. Oh, wow. Okay, then we're going to do it again. Mm-hmm. So in chain 13, mm-hmm. you're going to do an increase.
1: Oh, geez. Okay. So that
0: means in chain 13, you're going to do double crochet once, a double crochet twice. Mm. 14, 15, and 16 are single crochets. So you're gonna single crochet in 13, single crochet in 14, single crochet in 15, then you're going to do a decrease in 16 16, and 17. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay.
1: But you're gonna have to count
0: while I do this. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So you have to count while we're doing this. So you're always counting kind of in six. You're working in in six stitches or six chains depending on which row you're on. Got it. Okay. So you're going to do that all the way to the end chain three turn that chain three becomes the first stitch of the next row mm. then you're going to do a double crochet in that same stitch so that becomes an increase so you're always going to start each row with an increase and, and end each in, row with an de- increase oh increase too yeah okay got yeah. it it's always an increase got it and the increases happen once the wave gets established. The increase happens at the peak of the wave. Right. And the decrease happens at the bottom of the wave. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So I have a, a, a whole rainbow going on right now. I'm going to hand this yeah, right. to Nicole. Ah. Do you want me to do it? And then you can yes. watch me do it. Okay, yeah. So we'll do it that way.
1: Usually I do this. Everybody, you know that now. But yes. I'm just going to watch.
0: So I chained three mm-hmm. and I turned. Okay. Then i'm going to yarn over insert into that first stitch pull up a loop yarn over pull through two yarn over pull through two got it that's a double crochet then i'm going to do a double crochet in the next three stitches on their own okay so that's a double crochet here one mm-hmm. two and three double crochets now i'm coming to my decrease got it okay so that means I'm going to yarn over, insert my hook into the first stitch. Mm-hmm. So now I have three loops on my hook. And you learn yeah, because you yarned over. Yep. Okay. And then I yarn over and pull through two. So now I have two loops on my hook. Got it. Then I'm going to yarn over and insert my hook into the next stitch. Mm-hmm. Yarn over, pull through a loop, four loops on my hook. Yarn over, pull through two, three loops on my hook. Okay. Yarn over, pull through all three. Okay. So you have to pull, it's a double
1: yeah I was doing singles on my project I was just doing before right yeah okay so this is double okay got Ms. it miss
0: Nicole has fallen in love with amigurumi that's making the little creatures out of crochet i so and I was teaching excited. her how to make an axolotl and she's so excited I, this is her new big yeah, thing yeah
1: you you guys that's probably going to be everything that I do now so.
0: yes so that's the first six uh, stitches one two three four five six okay Now we're going to work the next six stitches, which is going to be the upside of the chevron. So it was downside? That was down. Wow. So that starts from the top and it's going down. Okay. So now we're going to reverse what we just did. So we're going to start with a decrease. Mm -hmm. So we're going to yarn over, Mm -hmm. pull through a loop, yarn over, pull through two loops. So now I have two loops on my hook because I'm not going to finish that double. Mm -hmm. I'm going to yarn over, insert into the next stitch, Mm -hmm. yarn over, pull up a, a loop. Yarn over, pull through two, and now I have three loops on my hook, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to yarn over and pull through all three. So that's a second decrease. So we just did two decreases in a row. Right. Now we're going to do three double crochets by themselves. One, go into the next stitch. Mm -hmm. Two, go into the next stitch, and three. Now we're heading to the peak Mm -hmm. of this chevron. So we're going to do an increase which means we're going to sink two double crochets into the stitch. So we're going to do one double crochet and enter that same stitch and do a second double crochet. So that's our first 12 Look stitches. Look It went up. Yeah, it went up. So that's our first 12 stitches. Now we're going to do another increase. Uh-oh. Okay. So in the next stitch, we're going to do another increase, and this is what is giving it that gentle wave pattern. So we're going to do one double crochet and enter that same stitch and do a second double crochet. Then we're going to do a double crochet in the next three stitches. Mm-hmm. So one double crochet, two, two and then three. double so neat. I feel like they count three double <laughs> crochets. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Okay, then we're going to do a decrease. So we're going to yarn over, mm-hmm. insert into the next stitch, pull up a loop. Yarn over, pull through two. So now I have two loops on my hook. Mm -hmm. I'm going to yarn over, insert into the next stitch, Mm -hmm. pull up a loop, yarn over, pull through two. Now I have three loops on my hook, yarn over, pull through three. Perfect. Look you go. So that's the next set of six. Wow. Look how cool it's going. Yay. So now we're going to mirror that and we're going to do another decrease. So yarn over, pull through two. I have two loops on my hook, yarn over enter the next stitch, pull through two. I have three loops on my hook, yarn over, pull through all three. That was our decrease. Decrease, Then we have three double crochets over the next three stitches one two <laughs> a three <laughs> ah, ah, ah. take a bite of the tootsie roll so that's <laughs> that's the other one that's going on in me.
1: <laughs> old How references does it
0: take to get to the center of a tootsie roll pop oh that's so old school. Oh, let's find out okay now we're going to do <laughs> now we're going to do an increase so we're going to sink two double crochets into the next stitch so that's one and then two double crochets in the next stitch and guess what we're going to mirror that again because that was our second group of 12. beautiful so now we're going to do our last group of 12. so we're going to do an increase in the next stitch so that's one and two into the same stitch. Three double crochets over the next three stitches. It looks One, so cool. two, and three. Then guess what? It's time for a decrease. Woohoo. So we're going to go decrease. It's going so fast. It does go fast. Once you understand the yeah. pattern, it's just counting yeah. and making sure you're doing that. We're doing our last six stitches now and we're gonna start with a decrease. So yarn over, pull up a loop, yarn over, pull through two. I have two loops on my hook, yarn over, pull up a loop yarn over pull through two I have three loops on my hook yarn over pull through all three that was our last decrease of this row oh wow then we're going to do three double. single oh, or sing- three double, <laughs> double crochet me I was like did you change it <laughs> no double three double crochets over the next three stitches okay that's what I'm trying to say so that's one a two <laughs> and three
1: I like the blue you chose oh
0: thank you it's a really pretty like just powdery blue yes Very nice and then i have one stitch remaining mm-hmm. and we have to end it with an increase increase I That's right so in the last stitch you're going to do two which is your chain by the way it is your chain three from the la- from the previous row so one. So you're going to do two double crochets oh, okay. into that last stitch which is your chain three from the row before so two double crochet so two double into crochets it. into that chain and mm. there you go sweet That's it. That's the chevron pattern that we're working on. It's called a double crochet chevron. And it's a a really nice, gentle, wavy chevron. It's not, it doesn't have severe peaks. And so what I wanted to do with this, because I'm making a rainbow, it's time to change colors. And Nicole was asking me, how do you change colors? She's good at this, and I
1: don't know how. I just guess. So this is how we change <laughs> colors.
0: So before I complete that last double crochet, my very last oh. double crochet of the row. Okay. So I have two loops on my hook right now because okay. I'm not completing that double crochet. Got I have it. to yarn over and pull through both. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab my next color which I was on the blue. Now I'm on the purple. Okay, so I'm going to grab my purple, and I'm just going to grab the purple and pull it through oh, those last two loops. That's easy. And then that's it. That starts your next chain. Oh my gosh! Chain. Look how that's easy how you do it. It's super easy. Then you. Then I'm going to chain three. One, two, three. Yay! Wow! That's it. And now I'm on. That's you how you it. passed on. Now, if you want, you can you can cut the blue, obviously. You can tie a little knot between the purple and the blue or whatever color you're changing to. Mm-hmm. You can tie a simple little knot, but you're just going to sew it in. Yeah. And then that way you change colors without... It's the, seamless. It's seamless. Yeah. yeah. Without interrupting what was going on before. That's you so don't neat. see the previous color jump up on the next I'm really line. bad at
1: that. You know how, how I did it? I would like kind of eyeball it and then uh-huh. tie a knot and then just just like tuck in the knots and things, (laughs) so (laughs) terrible.
0: Yeah, this is an easy way. There are other ways to do it, but this is an easy way. So now I'm on the next row, I did my chain three, I'm going to sink a double crochet into that first stitch and now I have my increase right there. Mm -hmm. And then you're back in your pattern of three double crochets over the next double and then a decrease. Mm -hmm. And then you decrease again, three double crochets and then an increase wow so that's it that's Yay. the chevron it's so cool you guys uh we'll definitely it sounds post complicated, photos complicated but once you see it it's really yeah young.
1: we'll post photos we'll make sure you check out the youtube page so you can see angela in action you won't see me because i'm gonna take forever to, to figure that one out
0: i know <laughs> no, she says it's it.
1: gonna be good and she says it's always easy but i need her like by my side and everything i do so yeah check out the youtube check out our photos on our um other social media yes is it story time (gasps) it's story time Welcome to story time. It's story
0: time. As we mentioned,
1: we are going back into the nineteen seventies, and this is our first true crime story.
0: Okay. <gasps>
1: Warning: This is most likely not for your youngins because this has some pretty serious content. So this is viewer discretion, or not viewer, listener, listener discretion discussion. advised.
0: We're gonna get dark, y'all.
1: We're gonna get really dark. Now, first, though, before I dive in, yes, I have to give a shout out to this podcast Ooh. that did the thing. Like, they yeah. are actual reporters, Ooh. and they have like ten episodes, and it just released this last May. But so, the podcast is called "Father Wants Us Dead." Oh my gosh. That's not ominous, is it? Oh,
0: my gosh. Father wants us dead? Father wants
1: us dead. When I started doing this research, and I I found out about this pretty recently, but before I found this podcast. So I was doing my research, and then I stumbled upon the podcast, which led me down this crazy rabbit hole. But the the reporters are Jessica Remo and Rebecca Everett, and it's done so incredibly well. They're reporters for NJ.com, NewJersey.com. And they actually traveled to like different states to interview friends and family. Oh, my gosh. they're They're hardcore. They are so awesome. hardcore. They made so many cold calls and they interviewed the former host of America's Most Wanted, John Walsh. Oh, nice. Because that's going to tie into this okay. whole thing. But I'm obsessed. It's And I listened to this podcast maybe like each episode like two or three times. Oh, wow. Yeah. Besides, I did a little bit of internet research and there's books about it. So I researched the books too. But it's insane. But a lot of this is thanks to them. They really did a lot of the work. So I highly recommend to go check out this podcast, Father Wants Us Dead.
0: Father Wants Us Dead stud yes with jessica and jessica and uh rebecca and rebecca yes way to go jessica and rebecca yeah
1: they are awesome so and i'll post our show in the show notes the links that i also checked out and there's you should go look at these photos you can just google the photos of some of these things it's insane okay so we're going back to the beginning okay september 17th Let's
0: start at the very beginning <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the one moment of happy that we're gonna have today
1: <laughs> oh man Yeah, it's going to get dark, y'all. Okay. Okay. September 17th, 1925, John Emile List was born to John F., 66 years old, and Alma M. List, 38 years old.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: In Bay City, Michigan. Uh, Oh, somebody got
0: themselves a sugar daddy. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Or... Just uh, yeah. daddy issues? Daddy I issues. I don't know.
1: I have no idea, but that's that's a pretty big gap.
0: It seems like daddy issues are going to be a theme of this. If oh, our whole podcast. Father wants me to <laughs> want this yeah. dad.
1: He also had a paternal half-brother and a half-sister, but no full-blooded siblings. He grew up in a strict Lutheran family, and apparently... Lutheran. <laughs> <Go> Lutherans. <laughs> oh, Yeah.
0: We we used to work at a Lutheran college. That's how we met.
1: That's true. But this is pretty intense, though. I don't yes. know. Go Lutherans oh. to an extent. Oh, OK. Apparently, his mother was very domineering and overprotective. But other than that, he had a pretty much normal childhood, no signs of psychological troubles. In high school, he had a few friends. Former classmate mentioned he was just there. He never projected himself. He was always in the background. Okay? Mm. So he was he was just like there. Now, after graduating from Bay City Central High School, He joined the United States Army and worked as a lab technician during World War II. And in 1946, he was discharged and then enrolled at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, where he earned a bachelor's degree in business administration and a master's degree in accounting so go
0: accountants Woo-hoo. there you go <laughs> love accounting.
1: Angela's married to an accountant
0: yes I am <laughs> very proud
1: now in 1950 the Korean War was in full force and List was recalled to active duty um, he was stationed in Fort Eustis in Virginia there he met Helen Morris Taylor and she was a widow of an infantry soldier that died in the Korean War
0: Oh. And
1: she lived nearby with her daughter, Brenda.
0: Brenda. Mm -hmm.
1: They began dating. But after Helen dropped the bomb that she was pregnant, (gasps) yes, he proposed to her immediately because he was a very strict religious man and thought that was the right thing to do.
0: Okay. So let's get married because I got you pregnant. I got
1: you pregnant we gotta get hitched that now. always
0: works out well
1: right not always
0: Foreshadowing.
1: they married shortly after mm-hmm. on december 1st of 1951 in baltimore maryland that's gonna come back
0: baltimore
1: yes they got married in maryland okay. good
0: morning baltimore <laughs> angel's
1: not a vocal person not at all i love it keep it going okay now after this he moved around all over from northern california to detroit to kalamazoo i got a gal in kalamazoo <laughs> and has gotta keep this light yo a b c d e, e f g, g h, h i, I got it yeah we played that in, in jazz band in high school my god that's so i funny. bet you did yep. it's
0: a very popular jazz standard jazz sax your favorite <laughs> no no <laughs> Nicole I like plays the sax, but she does not like playing jazz I sax. love,
1: okay, no, I love jazz. I love it. I grew mm-hmm. up on it and I tried to learn. So it's, it's a different language improvisation. Yeah, it is. I was terrible. I'm such a perfectionist that I was like, nope, I'll, I'll do it. I'll play in the jazz ensembles, but I, I'm going to refuse to improvise at all. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was terrible. So I played the baritone saxophone most of the time in jazz bands. Back to the story.
0: Back to the story.
1: Now in Kalamazoo. Here, all three of his children were born. So we had Patricia, or Patty List, born in 1955. John Jr. List was born in 1956, and Frederick List was born in 1958.
0: So total four kids.
1: Three kids. Well, three kids and one step-kid, yes, Mm -hmm. correct. He had a good job with a paper company here, and even though they were in a good financial situation since he was promoted to being a general supervisor, his wife, Helen, became an alcoholic.
0: Oh, no, Helen. (laughs) Poor Helen.
1: Their marriage became a little strenuous because of this, and they began to fight a lot more. I
0: I, I bet. Yes. I bet. Alcoholism is... Yeah, it's it's
1: pretty, pretty intense. It is, yes. They were also complete opposites. Okay, so John was a very reserved, quiet introvert, and Helen was an extrovert, very open. She liked to party, and she liked to meet people. Right. Opposites usually attract, but... Being a religious man,
0: yes. that did
1: not do so well.
0: Yes, especially he seems like he's a very staunch person and 1950s. He's the man, he's the head of the household. Mm-hmm. You will do as I tell you. And very
1: religious. That's yes. the big overtone to all of this. Oh. She actually loved confrontation with him. I'm sure she did. <laughs> yep. And she sounds
0: like a very fiery, feisty yes, woman. Yes,
1: and he did not. Yeah. Helen's daughter, Brenda, recalled that Helen started taking tranquilizers and drinking heavily oh and would make gosh. ungenerous comparisons between John and her first husband, Marvin. Uh, okay. Oh, no. Now... In the book *Righteous Carnage*, the list murders of Westfield by Timothy Benford and James Johnson, there's a passage in here that from Brenda, and she states, "Mom was really boozing it up then." <laughs> I she... love
0: the way she said that. Well, Mom <laughs> was really boozing it up back then, then, and that's a quote. Yeah.
1: She kept saying that she couldn't forget Marvin. That John was nothing compared to him, and she was on heavy doses of tranquilizers.
0: Yep, because back in the '50s, like just drank everybody up mm-hmm. or drink, and that's how you dealt. With your issues, yep. you don't talk to people. Passive. You don't do therapy. Mm-hmm. It's like let's just give you lots of tranquilizers to calm you down. Calm me down, yeah, exactly. And have a drink because mm-hmm. that also will just make you feel better, right? Oh my
1: gosh. Yep, that's that's the go-to. Dad couldn't control her. One night, he was reading at the kitchen table, and she kept nagging at him to get a butch haircut like the other men were wearing those days. Okay. okay. He tried to keep his mind on the book he was reading, but Helen's comments cut deep. As his tension increased, his face broke out in blotchy hives. Oh, remembered. my gosh. Suddenly, he stood up and turned the table, table over, sending all the dishes crashing to the floor.
0: Oh, my gosh. So, she cut deep. Yeah. He broke out into hives because he can't control his woman. <laughs> cannot cannot handle her. Oh, gosh, the 50s, man. Yeah. Not the good old days that people want them to be. And
1: I'm going to get into this more, but when you have relationship issues now, hopefully, most couples revert to therapy. But yes. I, I think back in the 1950s, that was just like... You try to put flag, a band-aid like, over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't wanna you don't want anybody else to know your problems.
0: We're fine. Everything's great. Right? La, la, la. Yeah, we're the happy
1: nineteen sixties co- this is nineteen what fifties, sixty yeah, end yeah. of fifties. So it was pretty intense. So now Brenda's relations with her mother weren't that great either at that point and had been declining for some time. In nineteen sixty, Brenda announced she was pregnant and married Richard <gasps> Wayne Herndon at 18 oh, years Brenda. old. Brenda.
0: she just wanted to get out of that house and she moved out. Oh. Yeah. Good so for her, I'm sorry about the early pregnancy thing, but maybe that's I think what that's she what she felt like she needed to exactly. do. Exactly.
1: I think that's uh, again 1960 exactly women didn't have that role to like i'm gonna move up in the world and careers i'm I'm
0: going to live on my own and yeah no go to college yes
1: college but Mm -hmm. no it was i'm gonna get pregnant
0: yep get pregnant and go start my own family so i can get out of this one yeah
1: now i'm gonna just real quick just i didn't put this in in my notes uh, because i memorized it but she divorced the Mm -hmm. first one got married again Divorced again and got married in 1974 again, the third one. And then Mm -hmm. I think that was it.
0: Third time's a charm.
1: Third time for Brenda it was. (laughs) And I think they just never talked to her after that. They just kind of cut her off. Because she's never really kind of mentioned in anything else in the research at, oh, after that, wow. so she's gone out she's of the house. She's gone living
0: her own life, doing she, her own thing. Exactly. And I'm sure John List did not approve of her divorce. Yes, is divorce there were says yeah.
1: right her relationship and with her mother and how she ended up. He didn't want Patty, his daughter, to end up that oh, way either, and yeah. he was afraid that that was kind of a bad influence exactly. on my daughter. Yeah so Mm -hmm. it was kind of good that she was gone for him at least because now he can raise patty kind of to what he wanted to do right but helen be the alcoholic she stopped going to church
0: the little heathen
1: yes it was like he he started slipping and i'll get into that more but basically he didn't want them to look at helen to be the
0: yeah helen is not your role model exactly now also in
1: 1960 John was fired. Ooh! And you'll see this as a trend.
0: Oh! However, uh.
1: yeah. However,
0: <laughs> why? Why did he get fired?
1: I'll get into this, I promise. Okay. But it's really his personality. You'll see the trend, I promise, because okay. it just keeps going over and he over. He sounds
0: like he's a bit of a control freak, and since he can't control things at his house, he might have tried overcompensating at Could work. Could be. He's just not
1: a people person, though. That's oh, okay. kind of the, what comes down to it. But yes, I promise there will be more. Okay, I'm excited. I know.
0: I, well. <laughs> as <laughs> excited as <laughs> you can get for a
1: true crime. For, for a very... Horrible, true crime. Yes. But what was what was crazy in 1960 with this fire, he was fired, but management agreed to write in his file that he had resigned voluntarily to help give him as much time to find another job. Well, that so, was very
0: generous yeah, of them. Yeah, very gracious. Yeah.
1: Soon after this, though, John was hired at Xerox and moved to Rochester, New York. Hey, Xerox. Xerox. I have a friend. One of my best friends lives in Rochester. Hey. Hey,
0: Rochester.
1: Yep. Now, here at Xerox, he was given an expense account where he was able to live a more luxurious life life yeah. for example him and helen took trips to europe and helen spent money on lavish souvenirs but with the increased roles at xerox which led to director of accounting services hey he moved up. his lack of managerial skills were a problem for xerox because xerox was a huge corporation and right getting bigger and bigger yeah. to the point where he wanted a vp role uh-huh. But Xerox knew he couldn't handle it.
0: Yeah, I can't manage people.
1: There It's funny. There's an example in one of the books where there was like a tiff between two people, two girls, and he just kind of listened and said, hey, get along. That was really, he, <laughs> he didn't know what to do with that. <laughs> good job. Yeah, that's that a good manager.
0: <laughs> Why can't we all just get yeah, along? Just get along.
1: Do your job. That's <laughs> no, not going to help. In the book, Righteous Carnage, he was evaluated by an industrial psychologist who reported at Xerox, Cam. Okay? Mm-hmm who reported that John should be placed in a less stressful position and basically in a smaller company.
0: Oh, yeah. can't handle the big corporation. He can't. can't handle the stress. He can't handle the stress. He, he would break, break out, out in blotches. Yeah. yeah. He would, when, when things got stressful, people
1: in the offices noticed that he would break out in blotches oh. and he couldn't get rid of it. And finally it would take a couple days to subside.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: John pushed for a bigger title. Again, he did this a couple times. But again, they said no. And instead, he was let go again.
0: Oh, John. Yeah.
1: Then in July of 1965, so this was not too long after Xerox let him go. Same situation. They said, we'll keep you on. We'll kind of like let you look for other jobs until, you know, then we'll let you go. They were, again, very gracious for that time.
0: Uh That is not how it works now. No,
1: not at all. They're like, you're gone. You're gone. You have two weeks. Peace out. Yeah. Then in July 1965, John accepted a job as vice president
0: got his job he got his vp yep
1: at first national bank in new jersey where they finally settled in so after moving around finding new jobs this is where he thought this was his home and his bread and butter okay westfield new jersey caught john's eye um he would take the train in to go find that job and he saw westfield new jersey because this there was a very conservative lutheran church the same type he was raised in here and a parochial school for his children. And it also had a very stately 19 room Victorian mansion there called Breeze Knoll.
0: Oh my gosh. 19. 19 room Victorian mansion. Can
1: you imagine? No,
0: it's haunted, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. You mentioned
1: that Uh because I didn't put this in my notes either. I wasn't going to touch on this, but Patty would tell ghost stories to the kids about (gasps) the mansion.
0: Oh, wow. About how it was haunted. And
1: there's like all these little stories that she would tell them because it was so big. Yeah. John and Helen fell in love with the mansion. And just a heads up, Breeze Knoll had a ballroom. Marble fireplaces and possibly a Tiffany skylight.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: And I uh, they say it's Tiffany skylight in every books. But then I started doing a little deep dive. They had appraisals come and like take picture, look at the pictures of the breeze knoll. Bef- they say, well, it could have been a Tiffany because Tiffany did do some extravagant things in very smaller places. Right. Most likely didn't. So, but it's
0: a 19 room mansion with a ballroom and marble. Yes, that doesn't seem like it's a smaller place for Tiffany. No,
1: for Tiffany, yeah. So that's they claim it's a Tiffany skylight.
0: Fancy. Yes,
1: and they fell in love. And Helen loves the extravagant life after Xerox, right? right. So, Another song cue. Moving on up <laughs> to the east side. Moving on up. <laughs> okay. Um, they fell in love with this mansion. However. Even with John's new high-end job, it was still not affordable. I I
0: can imagine that it wouldn't be...
1: Like a VP is good, but... A
0: VP is good, but he's not the president. He's not the owner of the bank.
1: Especially trying to buy this crazy huge mansion, right?
0: Yeah. So
1: John asks his mother to help with the down payment. His mother's still around. And she agrees.
0: Oh, what a sweet lady. Yeah.
1: And her name's Alma.
0: Alma. Right? Alma.
1: He actually invited her... To move in to the mansion
0: well they've got the room
1: they have the room and he had to take out a second mortgage to do this because it was barely affordable in the first place right but he took out a second mortgage to renovate the third floor to create an apartment just for her
0: oh so she's
1: got her own floor
0: right yeah so he's really trying to show off, "Mom, I made it good, and look at me, I have everything together." Exactly,
1: even though he's coming to her for money, but right? you know, but he's also trying to show off for the community, show right. off, and that was again, back in that 1960s state of mind. I have got the dream home, you got the dream job, you've got everything, even though he can barely financially afford everything he's doing.
0: Right. Living way beyond his means. Exactly. Just to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's actually funny. That's in in one of the books, I think. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Fun fact,
1: just to show you what kind of man John List was. Okay. Okay. This was also listed from a neighbor and a policeman because they both saw this. They reported John List would mow his lawn in a complete suit and tie. he who does that nobody (laughs) mows his lawn in a suit and tie he would never leave the house without being in a suit
0: okay he was so it's really appearances for him yes that is what is important Mm -hmm. wow suit and tie
1: you wouldn't see him in like gym shorts you wouldn't see him in sweatpants always dressed to the nines he was always in a suit now later on it was revealed that he was dealing with his wife's continuous alcoholism and her failing health though at the same time yeah in 1966 she blacks out and she fell nearly fracturing her skull oh my gosh she was admitted to overlook hospital and helen refused to talk to the doctors
0: did she fall or was she
1: pushed she fell okay no she fell okay Yeah. I
0: I know kind of where this is going. Uh, No, no. I'm way off. Okay. Yes. I think this is
1: going to be a shocker for you. Okay. That's going to be a fun shock. Uh, Fun Fun shock. shock. Okay. I guess if you can call it that. Now, John told the doctor she had started to lose vision in her left eye Hmm. and had severe headaches and stiffness in her legs that had gotten so bad she couldn't get out of bed most of the time.
0: Oh, wow. She was
1: usually bedridden. So... Again, in like Father Wants Us Dead, the podcast, like neighbors would come over to ask if the kids could come out and play, or they would go out. And they were really defensive of their mother. They're like, oh, no, she's, you know, she's bedridden. And she was. And John was working as a VP, right. taking care of his kids, yes. cleaning the house, yes. and cooking. Yes. So he was doing all the roles and let his, his wife just be sick and be bedridden. Right. And he wouldn't complain once.
0: Oh, wow.
1: All his office people he worked with, they never heard him say anything bad about her. She would call, like, the office, like, every hour asking for him if he was in a meeting. She said, it's an emergency. She would call all the time and just bother him at work.
0: Oh, my God. And
1: then she would, like, need something at home. Like, the kids did this or kids did that. And he would go home, take care of something, and come back to work. No complaints. No
0: wonder why. I'm assuming because I still don't know, but like, no wonder why he snapped at some point and why he would get blotchy when he had to deal with stuff. He's He's internalizing everything everything and just shoving it down Uh and down imagine the ulcers this poor man has well i don't want to call him a poor man no
1: don't call him a poor man he's he's evil man but
0: oh my gosh yeah
1: so but it was yeah you can see where all this is coming right back to helen at at overlook hospital so doctors and the psychiatrists were still baffled about what was wrong with helen as she still wouldn't talk to them like she wouldn't tell them what was going on with her so um they did cat scans they did all this stuff on her But they issued her some meds and sent her back home once she was feeling a little better. They're like, all right, we can't do anything else. Here's some meds. Go home. Hmm. Now, later on, we find out what's wrong with her. Oh. Helen. Yes. Had untreated tertiary syphilis. (gasps) Contracted from her first husband and concealed for 18
0: years. Oh, my gosh.
1: Now. I'm going to go into some crazy details because I was like, what's what's that mean? But I I want to give it to everybody listening because yes. let's paint a picture of what tertiary syphilis is. OK, okay? this was crazy. I, I guess. So this is what. Yeah. So I want to paint a picture of what Helen was going through and why she was mostly home bedridden. Tertiary syphilis is the third and final state of syphilis and STD that unfolds in stages when the individual affected does not receive appropriate treatment. First stage of syphilis is characterized by formation of a painless sore at the inoculation site. Six to 12 weeks after initial infection in the second state, infection spreads through the bloodstream and causes varied symptoms from fever,
0: Mm -hmm. sore
1: throat, Uh weight loss, Uh hair loss, and headache. Yes rashes may affect palms of the hands and soles of the feet without treatment it progresses to a latent phase where the disease enters a a symptomatic phase so she would probably be better right right doing some traveling she's all good and then tertiary syphilis develops when untreated years or decades after initial infection in this final state It affects various organs, including the skin, nervous system, and cardiovascular system. Oh. According to List, now, he wrote a book after
0: the fact. John List wrote a book. He wrote
1: a book. Oh. Um, And even the podcast was like, who knows if the counts are blown out of proportion.
0: Right. Because
1: it's coming from him. right? Right. But Helen had pressured him into marriage by falsely claiming she was pregnant, then insisted on marrying in Maryland. You know why? Why? In the fifties, Maryland was a state where they did not require the premarital syphilis test. <laughs> right? This was mandated by most other states. Oh
0: my god! Isn't that insane? So she totally knew. <sighs> she totally blinded knew. him. <sighs> like, let's go to Baltimore. It's such a beautiful, romantic city. Yeah,
1: let's get married there. It's awesome. <gasps> we can do that in a hurry. Right? She
0: totally knew. She knew. She she
1: put the bag over his head now this combined with her alcohol alcoholism in 1969 had according to list again transformed her this is quote unquote transformed her from an attractive young woman to an unkempt and paranoid recluse (laughs) who frequently and publicly humiliated list and helen would berate him in front of others
0: oh no like
1: say such things as you are half the man my first husband was and you have nothing to show for your war record whereas her first husband died fighting in the Korean War and gave her syphilis but gave her syphilis which means he cheated on her right so he she's holding him up on a pedestal even though she was he was terrible to her and then this knight in shining armor to her marries her out mm-hmm. of nowhere so yeah it's all
0: backwards oh my gosh isn't that crazy that is insane so moral of the story so far is don't get pressured into marriage because you're pregnant and make sure that you get a syphilis test. I don't know. Well, again, maybe
1: nowadays, yeah, you're probably going to be like, hey, honey, guess what I have?
0: Yeah. Versus, well, you know, I disclose know. your STDs to yeah. your prospective Make partner. sure you find
1: out about your partner's history yes there you go gotta know there's the moral so being a strict religious man he didn't believe in divorce so they were together that whole time no matter what then in 1971 shit really hit the fan oh no and i even put shit (laughs) (laughs) things Um, are getting real y'all yes 1971's the year john list lost his high-end job at the bank because the job turned out to be more of a pr job oh
0: because yep. he's such a people person people person
1: an exact opposite of what he was capable or qualified for he could right. not handle that oh no so co-workers um also called him a wet blanket oh. quote unquote and called him strict And he didn't really get along with anyone because he was very cold and calculated. He was an
0: accountant through and through, but not... Well, that fits the profile of a a serial killer. Cold and calculated, calculated, unfeeling. Unfeeling. Yeah,
1: no emotions. And I will explain why later too of uh, how all this worked. But instead of telling his family that he lost his job. Oh, okay. Or asking his church for help because he could have. Yes. He would wake up at the same time every single morning, throw on his suit and keep up the appearance that he was this high VP executive. Because
0: it's not keeping up with the Kardashians, y'all. It's keeping up with the list. <laughs> That's good. Yay. We'll kick that Good job. hey
1: Now, he would make his way to the train station like he normally would every morning, but just sit at the train station.
0: Oh, my gosh. Isn't that insane? That is crazy.
1: To keep up course. the appearance. And he didn't tell his family every morning he did this. He'd still even buy his wife whatever she wanted. Oh. <sighs> no and no one was the wiser oh yeah
0: if he's doing exactly the same thing and and nobody really paid that much attention to him anyway because they're so wrapped up in their own oh
1: yeah in their own thing yeah man he was just too proud and he never wanted to touch unemployment or welfare which to him that would be admitting he failed so that's why he didn't do it he still job hunted though he'd go to the train station and he'd job hunt which he wanted to hunt for high-paying accounting jobs like his previous one of course he didn't want anything lower can't get rid of that mansion nope and he did land one with a company that ran those photography studios and malls oh awesome (laughs) yes awesome but the company soon after moved from manhattan to long island and he refused to follow them so yes because
0: he's like this is my mansion i'm not leaving no he's Mm -hmm. not going
1: anywhere but then he finds a job selling life insurance policies another job that requires opposite skills that he has (laughs) why because it costs more money
0: it's more money he's following the money and not following his skill set
1: exactly He's not doing much there at the life insurance policy place.
0: Yeah, right? I can imagine because that's that's all people skills, all people. So if you don't if you don't sell
1: those in policies, what do you do? You're not really making anything. Right. right. And he keeps borrowing ma- money from his mother
0: oh, until yep,
1: until she's like, nope, I've had it. And she cuts him off. Good
0: for her. Yep. But he kick her out of the mansion. No,
1: no, she's still there. OK, but he then receives a foreclosed letter for his mansion. <gasps> dun dun. Da. Now, early October 1971, the culmination of his relationship with his wife, loss of his career, financial burdens, and even possibly his loose relationship with the kids. Okay, no. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Older child, Patty, yes, was not his perfect Lutheran child. Oh, um, Patty. Yeah, Patty was... It's the 1970s now, right? Mm-hmm. So she was into acting. Oh, she yeah. She was a teenager and... She was possibly into witchcraft.
0: (gasps) Yes. woman.
1: (laughs) Perfect, Angela. Thank you. Um, I'm here all night. (laughs) So he came to a very disturbing conclusion on how to fix everything and thinking it was the only option out without having his family to suffer. His solution? Yes. To kill each and every family member to send them to heaven.
0: Oh, that is not the right answer. Nope, but to him it was.
1: But as an accountant, he he carefully calculated every detail on how to murder his family. Oh my gosh. All right, so that concludes
0: part 1.
1: Part 1 of John List.
0: Oh, that's such a cliffhanger i can't isn't wait crazy? to record again so i can hear the rest of the story oh and it
1: just gets more batshit crazy oh, from here Oh gosh um, and there's so much yeah so isn't this crazy i've only gotten to that part and this we'll is insane like yeah. it's
0: crazy and i haven't even like killed anybody nope. yet oh. background we
1: needed that background yeah, on john list and his family so so
0: come back next week yes
1: part two is coming next week <sighs> movie time movie time mm-hmm. this week's episodes movie is frailty 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 and
0: i never curse i never curse on this podcast (laughs) so if you if my family is listening please earmuffs cover your ears fuck this movie
1: (laughs) it's so hilarious i got that text that was the last text angela sent me after she finished this movie (laughs) <laughs> now, I, I'm the opposite. I really love this movie. Okay, now, of course you
0: do. I love every
1: movie that I give to Angela. So, Frailty was released in 2001. Uh-huh. I got 7.2 out of 10 stars on IMDb. And oh. here is the synopsis. A mysterious man arrives at the offices of an FBI agent and recounts his childhood, how his religious fanatic father received visions telling him to destroy people who were, in fact, quote-unquote, demons. <gasps>
0: Ho-ho. All right, Angela. <laughs> yes.
1: Now, why? Okay. I don't know if should I go first and why I like this
0: or should you go first? No, you, why you go. You go first. Let's let's do the positives first. Let's do p- pros. I, I have a couple of pros. I have a couple of things that I thought were funny and worth mentioning. But ugh. okay. Go so ahead.
1: this was Bill Paxton's first directed movie by the, by, by the way. And he's the father and he, pl- he plays the father. <laughs>
0: yeah. The the
1: one thing that I noticed that my husband pointed out that I didn't notice this before was did you notice that there weren't a lot of cast in this movie like when you were we were looking through the credits yeah it was a very minimal cast it
0: is a very minimal cast which I thought was cool he did a great job everybody yes. did great I thought yeah he was phenomenal in this movie I think he did a fantastic job acting he did a great job directing. I still hate the movie
1: <laughs> she'll never get over this i made her watch this movie and matthew mcconaughey is one of the stars all right
0: all right all right <laughs> but he you noticed how like
1: he was a little low-key in this movie yeah. he was but he did
0: great i thought he he, was, he wasn't he wasn't his normal caricature yes. of himself he yeah. was actually acting he was a,
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was a serious actor and mm-hmm. i thought he
0: did great he, he did do great
1: Yeah. And I didn't know the main other main, uh, the FBI agent, you know, his name.
0: Oh shoot. I did know his name. I didn't know this was a name. I've, I've seen him in other things. He plays a similar, very serious Mm -hmm. straight man kind of role. Yes.
1: Powers Booth.
0: Yes. Powers Booth.
1: What a name. name. I know. I want to name Powers. I should have named my kid Powers. Well, you know, what's funny is, is our initials real quick lmno
0: yes, yes that's right I so our next know. kid if
1: we ever had a third kid would have Could been be p Aww. so but that's uh, i promised I, i'm gonna get a frenchie one day a french bulldog and i'm gonna name it powers now powers because it's that p name now
0: oh but if it's a girl you can name her petunia or penelope or penelope <laughs> I like or that. pikachu Pikachu. So anyway, oh. sorry, we we rant. You know that now. Only if it's a fond Frenchie and you can do little yes. red cheeks on her. No, it's
1: gonna be a white Frenchie for oh, sure. Oh, you are.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> one day, one day. So that's, anyway, that's
1: Nicole's dream dog. Oh my gosh, guys! If you if if a Frenchie shows up on my door one day. I will cry. I have a little cry because that's my, I, I used to have one, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I want another one. So anyway, Powers Booth.
0: Powers Booth. Is the
1: FBI FBI agent. Yes. The twists and turns of this movie. And it's so guttural to have kids watch
0: their father. And even just the kid actors. I don't know how kid actors do it. I don't know. Okay. Me as a mom and living in, we live in Southern California. We live close to the the film industry. We know people that are involved in the film industry. Mm -hmm. Me as a mother, I could never allow my kids to make a movie like this, I feel like even though they know that it's pretend and it's make-believe and they know how it all works, Mm -hmm. it would mess them up. I just think it would mess them up. It'd be, it'd be
1: like scarred for life. Yeah. And you just have no filters anymore because you've been exposed to, you know, you, Hey, hold this ax and pretend to murder this guy. Yeah. Otis Otis the ax.
0: That's why I hate this movie so much is because it, he was trying to get his kids so involved mm-hmm. in the quote unquote killing of demons what was the quote that I sent you it cracked me up so I would send her <laughs> oh my quotes gosh. every once in a while that would make me laugh but I'll talk while she does that yes
1: spoiler alerts we're gonna give so- always the spoilers. sorry if you've I'm sure you've seen this yeah, movie by now. Yeah, the movie is
0: what It's over 11, 20 years old. Yeah. 20 21, 21 years old. 21 years old, yeah. This movie can drink now. Yes. So. There you go. Now, see the reason why I love this
1: movie is that twist at the end. So it's again that, like the, the whole... or so say. <laughs> yes, and the mouth of madness kind of situation you're like, "Well, oh, he was killing demons the
0: whole time." No. Yes. No. Matthew so, McConaughey. Okay, here's the quote I found the quote. Okay. So the dad says when he's explaining to his kids about the visions because he's getting visions every
1: time they touch one of the people that the demons that they kidnap he sees visions right.
0: So he says destroying. He's explaining why he's doing this to his older son because the older son is like you're crazy, you're Fenton's killing crazy. people. Mm-hmm. And the the dad says and his name is Dad. They never give his real name. So Dad says destroying demons is a good thing. Killing people is bad. Like. <laughs> You are killing people. <laughs> but what? they're demons.
1: No. The visions he sees at the end. No. The, the, I don't that. accept that. You don't think that old man taking that kid and murdering little kids is not a demon.
0: No. I think it's a person that is doing bad things. And does he deserve to be murdered for it? Mm no but that's God's wrath no <laughs> if God wanted to kill him or get rid of him or punish him in some way God can take care of that he doesn't need minions yes he doesn't need other people mm-hmm. on the earth to
1: destroy destroy
0: it for him he's perfectly capable of doing that on his own he's flooded the earth <laughs> right right he sent plagues he knows how to take us out if he needs but to. that's
1: taking out everybody I think yeah you know? but
0: I'm sure if he can take out everybody he can be selective and and hit yeah. certain people well
1: no yes I,
0: no just no <laughs>
1: but see okay so this rationalizes in my head though that uh-huh. people who do evil things right yes could possibly
0: be demons no yes, they're people demons no <laughs> they could be listening to like demons could get in their head like in amityville
1: right but okay so do you believe in possession yes okay
0: i think that you can be influenced by by ghosts or by demons or by evil Mm -hmm. you can be influenced by it but we were all given free will you can choose to fight it Mm -hmm. or you can choose to accept it
1: but then there you go if you if you choose to to accept it
0: then you're performing the works of that evil influence but what if you are not that evil influence okay
1: okay what about the conjuring
0: (laughs) we're getting we're getting so so she, <laughs> we're doing finger things. now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we should video this sometime. Um, That'll be for our Patreons. One yeah, <laughs> see our hands just flying at each other. So, OK, the conjuring. So she was
1: she was possessed. She was possessed by Bathsheba
0: by Bathsheba. And
1: she couldn't control it because she was beaten down so much. Remember, that's how like possessions work. You get beat up and then you just your will and then takes over her body.
0: Right, but that's a totally different thing. Cause,
1: is it? Because yes. ghosts are kind of in that category of demons, right? She's an evil entity. Yeah,
0: people can be possessed by demons, but that doesn't mean that that person is a demon.
1: And she tried to kill her.
0: No, in the movie, she tried to kill her daughter. Exactly. In real life, no, she okay. didn't try to kill her okay. daughter.
1: Hypothetically. The, the
0: Bathsheba beat her up, Right. but Bathsheba didn't have her try to kill people. Amityville, that happened. Okay, same thing. Right but he was possessed so but is your
1: soul if your soul's not driving your physical body anymore really
0: right that doesn't make you a demon. a demon i think it could i don't think it does so your soul's
1: not there though anymore
0: i think your soul is somewhere there
1: but you're not controlling your thoughts and actions in your, your mind actions
0: yeah so so you're that like technically taken over
1: we're getting too <laughs> we're never gonna get into philosophical.
0: <laughs> anyway we're gonna argue about this yes no Okay, the big thing with this is it doesn't matter if they believe that they're killing demons, they're still killing a physical person.
1: Sure. Okay, a physical body.
0: A physical body. Okay. That the kids don't understand. Right, the difference, or he's making his kids participate in this.
1: But at no. the end, at the end. And I
0: hated that the most of all.
1: Matthew McConaughey, right? The Adam, the little boy.
0: Yes. Oh, that's starts, what the Kaiser so say. Start seeing. Think, you don't think he's Adam until the very yeah, end. Yeah, at the, the end. Yeah. But he
1: sees, he starts getting lists from God. Yeah. It's not like it's random people like Fenton, because he... Thought he was the demon, right? So he's the one killing people. He doesn't have, like, he's not getting a list, quote unquote, like Adam is. So he becomes an actual serial killer and he's killing people, right? Right. But Adam gets the list from God killing, quote unquote, demons, right?
0: Yeah. No, this is, it's so messed up. It's just, (laughs) it is messed up, but it's pretty
1: insane. I don't like it. I liked it. It was so good. Uh, you know what I didn't like though I what? didn't like the actress at the end <laughs> I didn't like his wife she was. oh
0: praise be to God yeah that was weird and then she's pregnant and, and she's pregnant oh like, stop it's gonna keep going stop it movie stop Otis it. and the
1: and the was it the uh and oh he's a you sheriff I'm said... <laughs> so mad at that what I loved when Angela was texting me was that um what was the the iron the big um
0: oh when they yeah so the way that they would go about the father the way the dad would go about the killings is that he had and the angel was showing him the instruments that he needed to carry out his new mission of demon hunter correct right so the first instrument he finds (laughs) because there's a light shining on this creepy barn
1: no it was wasn't the the gloves first gloves first
0: i thought the gloves were with the axe
1: oh i don't remember anyway but there was a light shining on
0: there was a light shining on this axe and so he took the ax and all I kept thinking is like that poor farmer's like, where's, <laughs> where's his <my> ax? Axe? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to ax? And they even took the time to name it Otis. Otis. Yeah. Yes. So they, the, the ax came first and then at one point the father shows up and with this, object wrapped in a blanket and he's like i have the last instrument before we can start carrying out what the angels are telling me we need to do and he unrolls it and that's a lead pipe and i'm like a lead pipe what is this clue <laughs> what's going on it's gonna be a rope next right. and then a revolver and then, right right is, there were ropes that's true there they had was to tie revolver up too hey oh they're all there it was clue yeah oh my professor gosh. plum
1: in the <laughs> library <laughs> no in the in the spooky, spooky in the murder dungeon. Room.
0: the murder dungeon
1: yeah that no you were right so the the terrible part that i agree with was fenton being thrown into the crazy murder dungeon for like what was it seven days and then seven
0: days and
1: then even more time which i don't even know how long he was in there so that's yeah. so sad. That's child abuse, for it sure. It
0: is child abuse. The
1: whole thing's child abuse, yes. The,
0: yeah. But the
1: story itself, I thought, was pretty cool. And the fact that they are demon hunters and that they they turned and the FBI agent killed his mom. and.
0: Well, it definitely is another take on the whole idea of being demon demon hunters and fighting for God's will because it makes mm-hmm. you see kind of a reality of it. Of serial
1: killers and how yeah. they blame that it was yeah,
0: it was yeah. Jesus so and I guess that's <laughs> a plus side of this movie. I, guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's but were, not it's not glorifying the idea of like I'm a demon hunter and I no, kill demons. Because no, they're really serial killers and really killing people. Sure. Um, but
1: and you even mentioned like how the the rose garden. Like, yeah. How are these graves not that found it's because it's god's will and remember the tapes being all changed the tapes being the fbi yeah. agent didn't even remember him yeah like, that all makes it so much more spookier in the fact that
0: yeah, I did not like that because then it's valid- validating yes. the whole thing, yep. and I hated. Yeah, she that was. More. She saw
1: this whole movie going down, and I was like, I didn't say, I didn't want to say anything. I know she was
0: very quiet on the text. Yep. I'm sending her a text like, "Dude, nope." I wanted to be quiet. Blah, blah. Yeah, because that Hating I knew that ending all the way through, <laughs> and she's just like, "Oh, there's some fun <laughs> twist ahead of your way. Uh-huh. Just keep watching, keep
1: watching," and I'm like,
0: blah.
1: "All right." So obviously, I love this movie, Angela hated this movie Angela how many stitches would you give this movie
0: negative 25 (laughs) (laughs) she really hated this movie my least favorite thing that that I've had to watch and not because it wasn't a well-done and a well-made movie and it makes you think and there's lots of twists and turns. The subject matter mm-hmm. of the whole thing, making it a makes you feel crazy Ill, huh? religious thing with mm-hmm. the child abuse stuff thrown in there and all of my very least favorite things coming together mm-hmm. in one movie. Just, uh
1: So I chose this movie, one, because it was, it took place in 1979, so our 70s theme. It ties in, Mm -hmm. yes to the father being this religious zealot killing oh. people because he blamed it on religion,
0: and that oh, so oh, I tried to so good, Tried to tie it in. Oh so for
1: gosh. oh for me stitch wise, um, because I really like this movie, I'll give it a seven and a half out of ten stitches. because okay. I really enjoyed I know it. You do. But that's okay. I like this. I like that. I can we can talk about movies that we both <laughs> don't agree on and thank you for watching I know it. we are
0: different in some ways how did that happen slightly we're <laughs>
1: slightly different but we will uh, probably return with another 70s horror movie that relates a little bit again so we'll oh, see goody we'll see <laughs> with that thank you for tuning in to our podcast
0: stay tuned for episode two of the john list story yes i'm excited and terrified to hear what happens oh it's
1: such a doozy and don't forget send in your listener stories
0: yes we would love to very soon create a whole podcast based around your listener stories telling those stories and hearing our takes on them
1: yes and that again our our email address is the ominous stitch at gmail.com we also have a facebook page you can send you can dm us on that page um instagram instagram twitter twitter tiktok kind of tiktok
0: coming we'll be there it's in the works
1: i think what i like to do is to show videos of us recording like this for tiktok yes (laughs) just (laughs) little snippets i think you guys would enjoy seeing us because we are silly
0: Also, jump over to our YouTube page to watch our fabulous hands. I promise we're getting better at recording our hands. (laughs) We're trying. There's
1: some. (laughs) I just, you know, it's funny. I found some instruments that we could use to do it better, but Uh we'd have to spend some money, but maybe one day. We'll get there. We'll get get there. There.
0: It's getting better, I promise, every time. We promise. But listen to some more hilarious banter on those videos. Yes. And with that, we'll see you next week, Stitchers. See you, Stitchers.